I've heard it said that culture overrides vision and getting your team where you want it to be. Today, we will talk about steps to change your culture. My name is Ava Andrews, and like you, I serve in local church worship ministry. It's a joy to sing, worship, and help lead in the church, and that's why we're so passionate about the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Each episode is an opportunity to focus on practical aspects of local church ministry. We're glad you've joined us today. We're praying for you, and for now, let's jump into today's episode. How's it going, Tim? It's going great. How are you doing? Oh, don't, uh, doing pretty good. Um, so what about this idea of culture trumping vision? Well, vision is still important. We don't want to give up on that. Um, it really is the direction you're heading. But no matter how many times you share the vision, if the culture of your team or your organization is working against it, you won't get very far. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this. Uh, and the first thing is to determine your culture goal. Yeah, and this, I mean, some of this sounds like so hard to do, but really it's just a matter of just determining how you'd like your team to be. And, you know, everybody has a vision of what they want their team to be like. I guess decipher the difference between these two. A vision is that your team is going to help lead your church and grow it through authentic worship and leadership. I mean, you keep pointing to that. But then the culture is how your team lives that out each day. Mm. And so one of the reasons this is really so difficult to change is because you're never starting from scratch mm. unless it's a brand, brand new church and ministry team. Um, a culture already exists in your yep. team today. And so it takes a little bit of time determining and pinpointing what the culture of your team is now and determining how you'd like it to be different. So I know in uh, some of the organizations I lead that you and I are part of Clint mm -hmm. harvest world, especially a lot of what we do is show up, crank up a sound check, start playing while people are walking in <laughs> or a summer camp. That's like even worse. Yeah. And so as a result, I tend to create a culture of making things work. And that doesn't always translate to, you know, the, the best way for, you know, an, an ongoing long-term church setting. So, um, the best way for me to think about it is to think, what could we change this year instead of trying to you know, morph into, you know, an elevation type worship team with 250 people involved every single week or anything like that <laughs> is just to think what one or two things could we do with our team this mm -hmm. year to increase our, uh, to help our culture match our vision. And a couple of those examples might just be to grow more and spiritual growth as a team to build a culture of being punctual or build a culture of really rehearsing before you come to the rehearsal or build a culture of kindness among your team members. If that's an issue or encouragement or uh, one, I would love to keep trying is to build a culture of being willing to try creative things, even if it doesn't work. So, yeah. you know, just to be willing to fail if you need to. So that's good. So you, so you work through this and so you work through this and like all these podcasts that we do, it's rarely an overnight thing. It requires patience, yep. uh, but here are some simple steps. And the first one is keep living into it. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear your thoughts on this too. This, this, uh, this is just one of those things that you almost have to lead by example. And if you're not leading by example, you basically aren't leading at all because you can't just say, Hey guys, change the culture around here. I yeah. mean, it requires living into it. Mm -hmm. So if you're wanting to, um, highlight this idea of being willing to try new things. Well, basically you're going to have to try new things. And then as you do that, the culture will continue to snowball, whatever it is you pinpoint and you want to change, you keep doing it, keep highlighting it, 
keep writing and talking about it and just help your mm-hmm. group, you know, think that it's normal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, one time I heard somebody say, if you want to grow your church, act twice your size. <laughs> so <laughs> if you, if you need three people to greet people on Sundays, get six. And, oh, I got you. And then you'll just kind of, you know, grow into what, what you're wanting it to be. Yeah. So no, that's, that's a good one. For some reason, this one and kind of what you said reminds me of a, of a picture that isn't really like related to this, but like, you know, um, it's a picture of like people who are like pulling a a boulder or whatever. And like uh, someone who's living into it is like the leader out front, you know, helping his team pull it. Whereas like, if you're not living into it, you're kind of like hindering it and you're like adding weight on top of that to whatever it is and trying to cause your team to do all the work, you know? Yeah. That's a good, that's a good image. Yeah. So, um, yeah, living into it. Uh, that's the first one. The next one here is build on what you have. The best way to change a culture is to celebrate kind of, and I know celebrate is on down the list, I think, but, uh, building on what you have is really capitalizing on the good things you have going Mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, this is great. And maybe even looking back, we've done that before where we look back and say, wow, there was a time not too many years ago that we printed all the songs. We used wedge monitors and we didn't have rehearsal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now all of a sudden everything's on iPad, except for the people that are watching the screen in the back and we have rehearsals and we, you know, have in-ears. I mean, it's just like this whole uh, transition. So you, you build on what you have and you talk about the good things and celebrate the good things that are going on in your ministry. It's basically taking stock of those places and then saying, now we've gotten here. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I heard somebody one time say something like the best thing you can do after you give a compliment is add the word now and keep on going. Oh, that's like good. that's how you coach people. Yeah. Yeah. So man, you did an awesome job. Now I want you to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it just helps, you know, build momentum. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. Building on what you already have, um, is key. Cause sometimes like those little tweaks of what you're already doing can help step things up to the next level, whatever I just did air quotes as if you can see me, but that little next level of, you know, whatever it might be, you know, so that's a good one. Yep. All right. The next one is notice when people are doing it. Yeah. This is the celebrating one. So you really got to celebrate if you see somebody adhering to this culture or Mm -hmm. helping to build a culture. One of the things that I try to do is when people respond on planning center and it's quick, I always try to send them an email and say, wow, that was quick. Thank you so much for responding. Oh, that's good. If somebody ever sends me a note with a new song idea, I um, am bad at keeping track of that for the long term, but I try at least to say, um, hey, thanks for the song idea, because that's like a culture thing for everybody to be thinking about what what you're going to be moving toward. If you can notice those things and celebrate them, then the old adage, what gets celebrated gets repeated, is like played out in your your ministry. Yeah. This is like celebrate basically expectations. So what if like expectations aren't going as planned? What do you do? Like you're celebrating when people like succeed in expectations. What do we do? Like if people aren't meeting expectations, you know, if somebody's not living up to Mm -hmm. what you're trying to accomplish, some of that is cultural, like punctuality for your team. Like if that's not happening, then how do you, yeah. How do you somebody do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the fun part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everybody's got their own unique style yeah i've always been one to basically sort of figure out a way to love them into this culture patient enough with chaos that i just you know it probably goes on a little bit longer than it needs to and yeah. usually it works or it quietly just kind of fades <laughs> <clears throat> 
I can imagine that if there's something major, then it would have to be addressed. And there have been times when I've had to do that. Oh, gotcha. And, um, you know, if it's something major, major, what you want to do stepwise, and, and you probably talk to this just as much as I can, but if it's documented, that's easy. Or like mm-hmm. if, you know, one of our documentations for our ministry in Harvest World is that, um, you know, summer team kind of code of ethics type thing is we don't want people living together before they're married. Oh, yeah. And that's just such a, a standard thing in, in my mind. But in the culture's mind, in just our society, that's mm-hmm. so normal. Yeah. And when you when you bump up against an issue like that, you got to, you know, it helps me sometimes think, well, I'm, you know, I, I want to have grace. I want to have mercy. But I also want to challenge them. I, I don't want friends and family and other people and myself to think, oh, yeah, this is all just totally fine. I'm just working mm-hmm. with this either way. And so you bring it up and you, you say something and you, you just deal with the consequences after that so yeah uh you you brought th- that's such a, such a good point and uh it reminded me I was, I was at a conference and i think it was eric mason who was speaking um he's from east coast i believe uh but he was talking about his uh his college ministry and young adult ministry and whenever he found out that like that his people were like living together or whatever you know before they were married he would like give them an ultimatum of like married in 30 days kind of a thing like i will marry you within the next 30 days if you want to keep living together or like he removed him from the team yeah um didn't remove him from like um you know the church or anything like that but it's like you know you're not meeting these expectations you yeah. know and it's, and it, it's weird i think Ava and i talked about this on a podcast recently that it is strange that worship ministry has become such a hot commodity that there's different standards for the worship team oh like, yeah anybody can join a choir and yeah. nobody really knows. But as soon as you're signed up for the worship band in any kind of modern church setting of any kind of church of any kind yeah. of size, it's like firecrackers just went off. And if you do anything, yeah. you're you're out. Yeah. And in some ways, I kind of want to revolt against that because everybody's a mess. I oh, mean, yeah. But but on the other hand, I, I also realize that there's a holiness factor and a, a leadership factor and, you know, all the First Timothy list of yeah. what you need to be. And you got a microphone and you're, you're a face with I mean, it's just, yeah. it just goes on and on. But I wrote a post like three years ago that was about cohabitating oh, gotcha. before living together. I've never posted it. You never posted one, it? One of those days I need to. You should totally just like but throw it in here. Three <laughs> things for the sake of, um, and we're focused on just like one tiny like issue here. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just I an mean, example that was, yeah. But but the, the three things were really things that I just wanted like my my daughters to know like before they get to an age where they get into themselves in a place that out of convenience, they would do something that jeopardizes the possibility of happy marriage and yeah. those other things. And, and just in case I never post that and somebody's listening here, one of the best things that stuck with me from reading a book that was authored by a female was you never audition to be a bride. She said it disheartens her to think how many women audition to be the first place in a man's life. That's solid. Just living, you know, living at home with him. Yeah. Like, man, that's, that is, that's like terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So I've always thought that's good for young girls to know, but. All right. Well, that, that's, uh, I mean, I know that wasn't on our list, but that was a good one to kind of talk about there. Um, our next bullet point is, uh, to, to share it. Yep. So you're talking about culture and, um, you want to share your ideas for building a great culture. Mm Mm-hmm it doesn't really work to say, all right, guys, we need to be more loving. When we show up to praise band practice, everybody give everybody a hug because we're in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> or as my brother said yesterday, now we got snowed. Snow. 
which dates this thing. Yeah, you really the... just did. <laughs> this whole time I've been looking at your patio out yeah, here. It could be. It's covered in snow, and I just wanted to say something about it. Yeah, you so can't... you broke the ice. <laughs> broke the ice. I get it. <laughs> anyway, um, some of the ways that I think this works better, as opposed to just sending out a memo or making an announcement, is to just talk to some of your leaders. One on one conversations. This is like the nine to ten PM hour after rehearsals over of mm-hmm. just talking to a couple people saying, Yeah, we really gotta get this going or that going. Yeah. The other day one of our guys sent me an image of an iceberg and the very tip of it was worship ministry on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it was this huge mess of just everything related to online and sound and tech and people and preparation, all this stuff. And he's like, We should use this for a meeting sometime and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really true because that's the kind of stuff that you know, helps grow a culture. You so. need to, you need to share that in the worship leader toolbox podcast community on Facebook. Yeah, that's good. I'll, I'll stick it in there. <laughs> All right, Tim, it looks like we're at our last one. Number five, invite people to join you. Yeah. And this is really just a, a style of including people and, and having ownership. So more again than just sending out a memo, it's, inviting people to pray for and think about the process of shifting culture. Mm -hmm. And um, one reason for a culture shift in any fashion, even if it is just one or two small things for this whole year, is that it's motivating. And so the more people experience that success and and see it, it inspires others and inspires them to keep serving in these roles. And one of the inspirations for me in terms of inviting people to join us is and, and reason to have a great culture is because we need to build things for who is next. Hmm. So I've been doing worship ministry in both of the avenues that I serve for like since the nineties. And, um, and at some point somebody else is going to be taking the helm and taking the lead and being a part of it. And the last thing I want to do is leave them with a culture that's just sort of like drab or, or status quo or, you know, just eh, whatever we make it or anything like that. We want to have a culture that is set up so that people know that, uh, we're doing something important and we are, making these changes and making this happen for those who are going to come after us. And, um, so inviting people to join you in that and also inviting people to join you in prayer for your team and your ministry. That's always a great invitation. So that's good. Um, and we're praying for you and your church. And as we keep growing our ministries, we trust God's spirit to instill a culture of humility, service, and a desire to share and lift up the name of Jesus. Yep. Well, thanks for being a part of this podcast, Clint, and blessings to everyone. All right, and as we leave here, we want to remind you to subscribe and give this podcast a five-star rating. We also want to turn your attention to the website where you can find blogs and resources for your ministry. If you're looking for some training, we have our Awakening Worship Conference archives up. It's free to you. All you have to do is click on the link, enter your name and email address, and you'll have immediate access to 14 or 15 videos that we use during the 2020 Awakening Digital Conference. It's all at worshipleadertoolbox.com. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us. We so appreciate you. If you have any questions, you can find out more about our ministry by going to worshipleadertoolbox.com. Join us again next time. We're looking forward to it.